Welcome to the Life is a Ceremony podcast by Petiti Institute. We're inspired to share practical insights to engage everyday life as an evolutionary journey. Every moment is an opportunity to practice. If you would like to send us a question or a comment or a donation, you're welcome to visit www.paititi-institute.org. That's www.paititi-institute.org. Today, Roman will be answering a number of questions from our global community about the meaning of engaging life as a ceremony, genuine respect for ancestral cultures in the Western medicine scene, and cultural appropriation. A lot of the questions, surprisingly, were on a similar subject in relation to practice of ceremonies in the Western culture, questions about integration aspect, and also that there is a growing movement happening with new medicines nowadays, and there are communities forming, and yet there is a very superficial level of integration that lacks depth and grounding, and it's disconcerting because it's a strong movement with people who are not very versed in facilitating and a lot of people are interested in that. And then of course that leads into cultural appropriation. So there are questions about how to engage with this world and how to connect with the ancestral ceremonies in a respectful way. Some of the questions, what is ceremony? Ceremony is just a habit that has special meaning. How can one reshape lifestyle habits to get more ceremony in their everyday life without inappropriately appropriating or copying other traditions? How can we make our own ceremonies meaningful and respectful at large? Where does one learn ceremonial details and practices? How to know what is true for you? What is the quality versus quantity in acquiring ceremonial habits? So those are some of the questions that I'll be reflecting on today in our talk. So first, I think it's appropriate to relate to Life is a Ceremony title for our podcasts. And so ceremony in many traditions around the world is implying a certain initiation, a rite of passage that people attending the ceremony are receiving or going through. And so within this context, life itself can be approached as a ceremony where every event, every situation, every moment is meaningful in a way where one can actually become more human develop and embody, cultivate greater qualities that relate to engaging with life and then how to rise to the occasion and how to embrace deeper values in one's life. And uh, in that way, there is a connection within all cultures around the world where what actually identifies those cultures What makes those cultures what they are today is the fact that people within those cultures, who have formed those cultures, were able to embrace universal qualities, were able to rise above the circumstances and not succumb to the reactive, disturbing situations and express that humanity, express the light. The original meaning of the word culture is following the light following the light of the soul, the light of the heart. 
this is something that can be seen around the world from different cultures. And so myself, when I visited and stayed and lived with the different elders, mainly from Amazon and the Andes, as well as the Tibetan culture, and also have some really good friends in the northern Native American tradition, in the Lakota nation, one commonality, one common factor that I have witnessed with different elders from around the world is that the elders themselves, they didn't care so much about the culture or the race that people would come to them from. What they cared most about is the sincerity and the honesty of the people, the willingness to actually get to the core of what the essence that these elders carried. And they carried it not as some kind of a superficial ritual or a tradition. They carried it in an experiential embodied way of being in their life. The elders that I had the fortune of meeting in my life who have deeply changed my life and the way that I am, they related to people as human beings, as a human being to a human being, not as some kind of a figure or a role, somebody who is hiding behind some kind of a label or a title. No, it was more than anything as real a human being that encounters another real human being. For me, that was always the most essential aspect about these traditions, and that's how I learned the ceremonial practices. It was really within that context. And so then, the ceremony itself is just a garment, and then how that garment is actually embracing a real essence of humanity, that is what I learned to be the most essential. In uh, some of the previous talks, when we were visiting Colorado and I uh, was encountering that subject in a deeper way from the people around me, and I mentioned that Native Americans had a name for invasion of colonialists when they came into the Americas. The indigenous people did not blame Westerners. They did not make the Westerners to blame for all of the problems that came with the Western culture. They actually identified an illness that the Westerners were already carrying and that the indigenous people were also familiar with already by that time. Of course, in the Western world, that illness was ravaging and the indigenous people were just beginning to experience the effects of that illness. And the name of the illness that uh, some tribes refer to it as the Vetico, and in some tribes it's called windigo. It was uh, the illness of selfishness, the illness of possessiveness, of anger, the illness of self-righteousness and separation. In the indigenous traditions, and also in many ancient cultures around the world, if not all of them, the principle of reciprocity, the interconnectedness, is the cornerstone of all of those cultures and traditions. And then the illness of the Vetico actually had to do with the opposite of that. It had to do with separation rather than reciprocity. And so the recognition that it wasn't a specific individual, it wasn't an external factor that was bringing the destruction of the cultures, that was bringing the decomposition of deep human values, it was not the external factors. It was this illness 
that was beginning to take hold of all of humanity. And so within indigenous cultures, the elders that I worked with, the most essential was really that essence, not the appearance of it, but the essence of humanity, not to become what you fight against. And this is something that is very essential to really look at in today's world, where it's often a problem with different people from all kinds of cultural identities, where if one starts to become disturbed and aggressive and begin to fight with the same kind of attitude that is actually at the core of the issue, then that's not really maintaining that culture. It doesn't matter if one is maintaining all the rituals and going through all the motions, if that essence is not present, then all of those garments are not useful at all and are not really helping to maintain the real cultural essence. Within many tribes in the Amazon rainforest, for example, the name of the tribes we know today, originally they meant simply human beings, people. Within these traditions, the point of the traditions themselves was to learn how to be a human being in a human body. Just having a human body doesn't make you into a human being. The essential qualities, the essential human qualities that are necessary to really be a human being. How to actually be fully present in the face of adversity and not throw in the towel, how to maintain that peacefulness in the midst of war, how to encounter all kinds of different problems in life and not to feed into them, how to maintain objectivity and then see the solution that is not based on reactive tendencies and behavior. All of those different facets, in my experience, are the most essential about these traditions. So the cultural appropriation, to me, and I can only speak for myself, and some may agree or not with that view, the cultural appropriation has to do with taking on the appearance while dismissing the essence. And so then, of course, there are many different People in today's world that uh, may feel the draw of some of those ancient cultures and yet confuse the essence of those cultures with the appearance of them. And then to me that seems like cultural appropriation. Otherwise, to recognize that the most essential is to actually face oneself, to be present with one's life, to engage with all kinds of situations and challenges while not forgetting the wisdom of the heart and to rise above the circumstances and not be this impulsive, reactive, animalistic kind of being, but to actually learn how to channel and direct the energy of nature in a way that can overcome fear, how to abide in that fearless, heart-centered presence. And so then those qualities, they go beyond culture and 
all of the different cultures around the world have embodied those qualities and then created a culture around them. And this is something that is relevant in today's world, where it's inevitable that there will be this melting pot of all kinds of different cultures and traditions. It's, again, going back to reciprocity and communication. It's something that is very relevant in ancient world, and cultures have learned from each other continuously throughout the course of human history and within the different tribes and the indigenous nations, there was always an exchange. However, it was done in a way that was meaningful and respectful within the recognition of a greater purpose that all of those cultures were serving. And so in today's world, this connection is happening at a very fast pace and sometimes people lose sight of the actual meaning and then tend to cling to the superficial appearances and then start fighting about them. It's kind of this finger that we can argue whose finger looks better or just see where the finger is pointing to. And so it's essential in my experience, in my life, to respect the cultures and at the same time not to forget that genuine incentive that I have in my life for engaging with these cultures. And then to remember that all of this is actually to make me remember the essential humanity within me. And also not to forget that this illness of humanity, this forgetfulness, ignorance, ignoring essential human qualities is also potentially within me and everyone else. And so then, in that way, these traditions these rites of passage, they become effective and meaningful. Otherwise, it's very convenient always to find some kind of a scapegoat to blame for all of my problems and think that I am perfect and everyone else are at fault around me. And that is a part of the illness of humanity. So within these cultures, and especially the healing traditions, they have always revolved around suffering, around the problems, and then turning the problems, turning the poison into the nectar of liberation. In today's world, it is very important to remember that also people who are encountering this medicine scene in the West and find the lack of integration and a certain superficial approach to engaging with these traditions where, okay, we can sing about love and light and everything is great, but then when it comes to actually embodying that in the midst of difficulty. Okay, it's nice to sing about love and light when everything is butterflies and unicorns purging rainbows around me. But when it comes down to real-life situations, when everything is not so nice, when there are all kinds of problems and all kinds of disturbances and triggers in the midst of everyday world, that is the real practice. And so, of course, it's helpful to have moments when the conditions are perfect to experience that love and light. But then the real practice is when the conditions 
are very far from perfect. To go into those situations and to continue cultivating that, to continue practicing that. And that is something that I also see is lacking in today's world where a lot of people, they become weakened warriors, so to speak, and then the rest of their weekly life is passed in a very resisting, numb and disturbing kind of way. So that is not useful, that's not what these cultures were meant to be. So if you find that kind of situation where people in your community are very superficial and not really willing to engage in everyday life, then I do encourage each one of you to be the difference, to be the change and encourage that. Otherwise, it's just this kind of consumerism type mentality where I'm looking for something and I can't find it, so I'm not going to do anything about it. And actually, if you can't find it, then it means that you already have it. And then it's up to you to do something about that, to actually make a stance and really present what is on your heart, what is sparking up in you in relation to that and it's not necessary to do it in a way where there is a scandal and fighting but to actually start making steps towards manifesting that in one's life and to call out to your community and see what is possible. So those are some of the things that I have to share about it. If you're interested you can also look at one of the previous talks we've had in Colorado and refer to that question in the question and answer section toward the end of that talk. I've also mentioned some of those things in some of the recent articles. I believe one of them is breeding the ancestral wisdom alive and you're welcome to look at that. Let's see if I missed anything from... Right, so how, to, how can one reshape lifestyle habits to get more ceremony in their everyday life? Lifestyle habits. Some of the habits or all of the habits may be directly linked to the emotional intelligence. And so what is the emotional intelligence? How can one engage in life with greater emotional intelligence, not be so reactive, not be so disturbed? And then it has to do with the ability to maintain an objective, spacious, open mind with everything that is happening, emotions often follow different storylines and then become inflated through that. So then it goes back to actually learning how to navigate one's inner landscape. What makes you tick? What is your bullshit detector? Cultivating that, developing that in your life. And then how can all of those different triggers in life be approached in a more heart-centered way. Otherwise, it's not really possible to see objectively how to go about situations, how to resolve them, and then that just becomes a downward spiral. 
So then the more ritualistic ceremonies, they are meant to instill that kind of presence in one's everyday life. And so then rather than trying to cling to some kind of external ways to go about it, it's essential to really tune in and then see, okay, once I really see what the essence of that engagement in my everyday life is, of course I can really honor different ancestral ceremonies and see that all of those different rituals they were not just empty motions but uh, they were based on acknowledgement and honoring of those profound human values in one's life and then with that then that becomes essential and then every moment can be that if that is acknowledged if that is practiced life becomes a ceremony in that way so this is something that for each individual to really explore and connect first and foremost with the inner spark with deepest motivation the pure intention once that pure intention is recognized then you can see all of the many different ways how that can be supported in everyday life so that's one aspect of that and then to really question okay what is this about what are those traditions really about and especially the people who are the lineage holders and the indigenous people that stand for their traditions to really engage with them on that level okay what is this really about if the original principle within these traditions was all about sharing and not possessiveness then how can we all engage in those principles and embody them in a way that can actually transform the world, that can actually extend that unconditional love to all beings on earth. Otherwise, if we just keep fighting and segregating, then is that what those cultures are about? I don't think so. Not in my experience. And so it's essential to really get to the root of it for oneself and then also to engage with others on that level. Are those traditions about getting angry and self-righteous? I don't think so. They are warrior traditions, but the warrior in these traditions, in what I have seen, means to actually maintain heart-centered presence in the face of aggression, in the face of adversity in the face of challenges. Yeah, it's possible to stand for what one believes in. It's possible to continue working towards the greater purpose without being disturbed about it. And so it's essential to really cultivate that. And so another question was, are traditional native cultures and their ceremonies being lost because they are just being forgotten or are they evolving, or are they kept hidden, or are they lost because they're being blended in the melting pot of other cultures? And so that again reflects the same subject that uh, I have been talking about. What is being lost is the essence underneath the appearances. We can all start fighting about the different fingers and how they look like, and then we forget to actually see the direction that they're pointing in. And that is what is being lost. And it's not being lost because of the melting pot of cultures. 
it's being lost because of the superficial value system and the trickery of appearance and also that in today's situation in today's mainstream society there is the convenience that is valued more than the actual core essence of course when there is no willingness to face the challenges and there are so many different opportunities to avoid and escape and hide away from the problems then the essence of this ancient cultures is being lost because it was all about evolution it wasn't about convenience indigenous people in the amazon they see that excessive comfort makes us weak if there is nothing that challenges us in our lives there is no willingness to engage with the challenges and then there are so many different niches to hide in a zombie existence and be numb then that's how the ancient cultures are being lost yeah the appearances stay the rituals can be maintained to the most minute detail and yet without that essence it just becomes a relic in a museum and so then it's essential to really question to make it relevant for oneself not to just go with the empty appearance just because somebody else thinks that it's great and it's important and then to have a new mask to hide behind the point of these traditions originally the way that it was presented to me is to get rid of all masks and to awaken that power of tenderness the vulnerability the innocence and then to learn how to maintain that in all circumstances of one's life and discover how that is the real power so then all i can do is to encourage people through my own experience to continue cultivating that and to see how the ancient cultures and the wisdom within them is meaningful only when it is pointing to that essence within each one of us another question was am i appropriating indigenous people of the americas by serving cacao so i think that should go farther and that should extend to potatoes and corn and tomatoes and many other different essential foods in our lives and then we can also take it farther okay so what does that mean that the indigenous people cannot wear western clothes many of them do does that mean that we should take the horses out of north america or south america because they did not exist in this part of the world beforehand and now in many movies the native americans are identified because they are riding on horses there are many different aspects of our lives that are here from so many different cultures from such ancient times so again to really go back to this principle of reciprocity how can we engage with all of these foods and practices in a way that is adherent to the profound ancestral values it's not about not using those tools those foods wearing the clothes that we wear but it's about actually seeing how we can engage with all of that in a more meaningful way so with all of those foods how can they be propagated in a way that is not genetically modified and causing all kinds of different biological harm 
how can it be done where it's not just for self-gratification but to bring that deeper heart-centered presence like with the cacao for example where in the american traditions it's the heart-centered medicine that invokes heart-centeredness and then of course in today's world many people utilize chocolate as substitute for self-acceptance and so that is the appearance also something that is related to the other question about the different medicinal communities in the western world today and the intermediate level facilitators and superficial integration it's the same principle of course if somebody is not versed enough doesn't have enough experience within these traditions and is just doing it on a superficial level without really embodying what those traditions are about or making it very relevant to themselves then of course the integration will also be superficial and then engaging in the ceremonies as a way to just find an escape from the troubles of daily world and not knowing how to explain that or how to deal with that and then using all kinds of different ways to cover that up and avoid real discussion getting real with oneself and each other okay what is this really about so this is something to reflect on and again i'm just sharing my own perspective from my experience something that some people might agree with and some people might not. I really resonate with um, some of the contemporary elders, one of which I have deep respect for is uh, Jack Cornfield, who comes from a Buddhist background and yet is continuously referring to the inherent wisdom from many indigenous cultures and other ancient cultures from around the world, drawing direct parallels. How all of these cultures, they have a certain flavor, unique flavor to them, and yet the nurture, the nourishment, nutrients that those flavors accentuate are all the nutrients of our shared humanity that goes beyond the culture and so that's something that i resonate with a great deal of course there are differences and it's essential to acknowledge the differences and respect them and at the same time there is this wisdom of the heart that no one has a copyright on no one can claim to themselves that is the real nutrient that is the real nurture of the soul and uh, that is something to focus on and then in that way it's possible to find a common language and it's possible to honor other cultures and practice them in one's life and at the same time to maintain that essence to continue the respect for the people who have embraced that essential nutrient of the soul within their own particular circumstances and then of course it's up to us to make it relevant and to keep that alive through our own particular circumstances. One more thing that I can mention about the integration of communities that it's up to each one of us to make that call for the community, for the real 
intentional community to be available, to be possible. If no one is speaking up, then everyone are keeping quiet and are just continuing to conform to what is being present and available. And so the more each individual can have their voice being heard in terms of what is relevant, what is meaningful. Of course, first and foremost, within oneself. So it's possible to actually create more intentional communities and people who are willing to get real with each other continuously and not just hide behind appearances and create spiritual materialism that is used for deception, for self-deception, rather than to actually uncover the victorious, fearless essence of the heart in the face of all challenges and circumstances. And that is something that I wholeheartedly invite everyone and continue to strive towards in my own life. All right, it's been great to connect with all of our community worldwide. Much love, many blessings and all the good wishes to you. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have a question about what was shared today or wish to ask a question for us to cover in the future, please visit www.paititi-institute.org. That's www.paititi-institute.org. May all beings be happy and free.